<laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Nurul Jindan, and welcome back to another episode of Inner and Outer Peace. I'm so happy you guys are here joining me, your host, to listen, learn, and grow. Today, we have a special guest. She's someone I wanted to come in the podcast for a long time. Her name is Sara. You might know her from her Instagram account. Her name is Wellness by Sara. You guys should definitely check her out. And she is a licensed nutritionist, a personal trainer, a micro-influencer on Instagram, as well as a mental and physical health advocate. Thank you so much, Sara, for joining me. I'm so happy that you're here and you can share with us your insight and perspective on this topic. I've been meaning to have you for a long time, so I'm very excited that you're here. Thank you so much, Noor, for having me. It's such a pleasure for me to be here. Um, hey, everyone. My name is Sara. Uh, I'm Saudi. I live here in the UAE for eight years now. Uh, I'm a licensed, uh, a licensed nutritionist and a personal trainer. I did my bachelor degree in clinical nutrition and dietetics. Um, so my major is concerned with medical uh, uses of nutrition, so therapeutic uses of nutrition. Um, of uh, Basically, it deals with prevention, management, and diagnosis of um, nutritional changes related to diseases. And I also do personal trainer. I got into kind of sports years ago and it got me into doing a diploma in uh, personal training. Yeah. That's amazing. Speaking of nutrition, what got you into nutrition? Like walk us through the process of how you got into nutritioning and how you decided to pursue it as a career. So um, I'd like to think about nutrition as of something that I didn't choose. So, you know, when you get older, it's up to you to make the decisions that you think it's best for you to pursue a career. So for me, it was the exact opposite. I like to think of nutrition um, like something that found me. I didn't choose nutrition actually, but I remember um, the time where when I wanted to pursue a major in college. So my mom came up to me and she was like, um, why don't you become a nutritionist? And it's funny because sometimes um, our parents, they pressure us and yeah. they think they know what's best for us. But I'm so glad I listened to her because um, so I think cute. everything is, yeah, I think everything is meant to be. And I found myself in this major. And honestly, like, it's the best thing that I've ever done. Oh, that's amazing. You know, like, actually, that's so sweet. Yeah. And you were completely honest. Usually people always talk about how their parents are pressuring them into a certain major career. But the way your mom was, yani, she knew exactly what you needed and you guys agreed. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Yani, it's something that I'm very proud of. Um, yani, I, know, I know it's very hard to choose a career and it was like very sm spontaneous. Yani. It's, not, it's not planned. Uh, I didn't think it through. It was meant to be. But honestly, I think spontaneous is the best. I love it when things yeah. are spontaneous. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the next question. How did yeah. you get into working out? And of course, you got into personal training by Aslan working out. But 
I know that a lot of people, especially my age, struggled with working out and getting into it. So it would be very beneficial if you spoke about how you got into it. So I think for me, what got me into fitness, like I didn't do any kind of exercise whatsoever growing up. But what got me into fitness and sports um, is me just growing up being uh, someone who's active and me just liking to try things. And I was like an adventurous kid. Um, I remember I broke my legs once. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I 100% believe that your personality as a kid has a huge impact on you when you get older. And the other reason actually is um this reason ha like it's, it's i can say that it's the main reason is just me going underweight so um i was underweight almost most of my life so um and i didn't know i didn't know what to do about it so i decided one day that i want to exercise and I want to gain weight. And I didn't have the proper guidance at that time. This was before even getting into nutrition, before university and everything. So when I, after uni, so I think it was the first year of uni, around 2016 or something, or 2017, uh, um, I trained with a personal trainer and I gained around four kilos of pure muscle mass. And I don't know if you know, but like gaining weight, it's one of the hardest things to do. And it's even harder than losing weight. And especially if you're someone uh, who, who has like a fast metabolism, like my case. So it took me years actually to, uh, to do that. But with the help of a personal trainer, um, I did that, but like, I couldn't keep up with it. Like I, I did it for five months. Then I stopped because I was so busy with union, um, my senior project and all of that. But after graduation, uh, graduating, I remember I went back into it with a reinforced mindset. Um, I did, um, I, I did PT again. Um, and I gained around 15 kilos, I remember, like in one year. And it was a huge thing for me. It was like a huge for thing for me because imagine uh, I couldn't until I'm 20 or 23. So it was really hard to do that. Um, then I realized that there is no similar feeling to how how much um, exercise make me feel energized. It makes me feel less stressed. It makes me feel um, just alive. And and even it's it's even proven in science that exercise has all sorts of um, physical and mental benefits. Um, and even in studies, it shows that exercise releases like hundreds of, uh, of hormones of chemicals. Um, one of them is endorphins. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but endorphins is one of the hor natural hormones released by our body when we exercise. So it changes our perspective of pain and pleasure. 
So this hormone, when it's released by our body, it makes us um, see life differently. So it changes our perspective, our um, outlook of life. Uh, we see life in a positive way. Uh, exercise also um, and it has a lot of other benefits. It boosts your self-esteem. It can help you with your anxiety and everything. So all of that aside, going back to your question, um, all of these things that happened to me, it made me so passionate about fitness. And it, this is what got me into uh, doing personal training. I think it's really cool how you said that it changes your perspective on pain and pleasure, because I've never really thought about it that way, that exercise can help you think of pain and pleasure that way. So that was really yeah. nice. And I was very intrigued when you said that you actually got into exercise by trying to gain weight. And I think that's very nice to share because a lot of people go into exercise by losing weight and more people come out of that with a very negative mindset and find it actually harming to them because it damages their mental health. But I think it's very beautiful and very inspiring to other people who might want to get into fitness to gain weight that you shared that because usually boys are the people who get into fitness by gaining weight so finding a girl who was very passionate and wanting to gain weight to just feel really strong do you know what I mean yeah so that was really yeah, yeah, nice yeah. Very beautiful. absolutely because yeah you'll be surprised of like how um Yanni, I, I know per, uh, people personally who struggle with the same issue of gaining weight I'm Yanni, unfortunately our society does not focus on people who struggle with gaining weight or people who are underweight uh, as much as they focus on people who are overweight or obese and i'm i'm not exactly. saying we we should neglect that as well we should focus on both sides but like yani you can see that even with people who have um a eating disorder like anorexia or um any other eating disorder those people are not yani, we don't focus on them as much as we focus on obesity um and i, and I think the agree. reason behind that is because yeah because of the less knowledge and um let's say the percentage yani, we don't have as much as obese people but yeah um and going back to you saying uh, we should see, ex ex uh, yani most people see ex exercise as a kind of punishment or um, this is one of the things that I always tend to tell my clients, you shouldn't see it as a, um, as a kind of punishment or something that you're forced to do rather than you, rather like you should see it as something that as rewarding and something that you enjoy doing. Yani hatta even like, some people, they will say, I'm going to eat this ice cream because um, um, I feel uh, sad or I feel like, um, or I'm going to eat um, uh, salad in my dinner because I, um, I exercise today. Or yani, you put so much rules and stuff around food and exercise. Yeah, restriction. And even uh, exercise, yani, when you see it as a kind of punishment, you will not enjoy it and you're not, you're not gonna do it for a long time. Uh, you have to see it as something rewarding, as a habit, as something you enjoy doing. And when you see exercise this way, 
you will understand the benefit of exercise mentally, especially. I also think it becomes much easier to do once it's beneficial to you, because usually who doesn't want to do something that makes them feel good? It's more like that to me. Yeah. Also, I wanted to say that what you said was great because it actually got me into my second question that I think that social media plays a huge role in how people look at nutrition and fitness, especially now because with diet culture and people who share their own food, like you can see now a lot of trends going on. People share what they eat. People share their workout routine. And as much as that is very helpful to us, it can also cause a lot of negative habits to us and negative mindset to most of our most of the society today and diet culture already holds a very big role on making people fall into negative eating patterns negative exercising patterns so i wanted to know what you think about how social media affects our nutrition and fitness of course social media has a huge impact on our the way we see exercise and the way we see um um food itself and the way we think about ourselves and body image and i want to emphasize on body image because it's the trend or it's like the most the the most common thing that you see on social media you shouldn't believe everything you see on social media especially with body image you shouldn't compare yourself to others and their journey your journey is something different you shouldn't compare your journey to other people so i i believe like social media has a huge impact especially nowadays like before we didn't have social media the only thing that were affecting our um self-esteem and body image is just the social settings or like when we go to a gathering or something or people around us or our friends but imagine all of that with social media now. Yeah, so, I think it's very uh, hard for us. Um, yeah. yeah. I also Absolutely. would like to share that. I think that most people, especially like in my age category, I'd say, would really struggle with the fact that not only comparing with other social media influencers, as well as you can see a lot of people right now going through like, it's become to a point where people are diagnosed with lots of mental disorders because of this negative association with food and and exercising. And when I think about that, I see people my age, people I know go through types of eating disorders. And because the eating disorder itself is so normalized, people don't even see it as a problem. When you exercise because you see it's beneficial to yourself, it means that you're exercising to feel good for yourself. So social media has shifted that, shifted the mindset of exercising for yourself and feeling good and made it to look like someone or to feel maybe better about your body image and how it looks. So that's really sad to see, especially now, because as much as social media has a very bad impact, there's also so much awareness. So it's very confusing for a person when they're on social media. They're like, but this is happening, but this is also, so where do I go? And their mindset is confused. Yeah. yeah, because you know there there are so many misconceptions and myths about nutrition, fitness, and all of that, and that's why it's um that's why it's very important to have the good resources and the uh, scientifically proved resources, as well as as I said, not to be very um, driven by social media and what you see there. 
and especially for people who are young, as you said, like they're they're so affected by their friends or social media. So and the diet culture, especially like it's affecting us so much. That's why people sometimes they go to something we call yo-yo dieting, which is I don't know if you heard about it, but like yo-yo dieting is when you um go into dieting to lose weight and then you stop and you go back regaining your weight and then you go again to diet so this is yeah yeah it's also called weight cycling so um and this is this comes with fat diets uh, and fat diets are basically they are like plants sold to just to just to be marketed and they have recommendations that are not realistic and they are they sound too good to be true um, and it's I think one of the of the famous uh, fat diets is uh, a keto diet yeah and yeah I see so many people uh, going through um, going through dieting and they go um, and you, you see like a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense and they they eliminate a lot of food groups they eliminate uh, macronutrients or like fat carbs and that and you know even like a, a keto diet it's one of the famous diets because of it, it was marketed so well um, and unfortunately there are so many nutritionists who market that but it doesn't mean that it works for everyone because it, mainly uh, a keto diet is mainly um uh, you know, it was there because of epilepsic patients there it was created for epilepsy patients but people took that diet and they amplify they um, uh, took that diet and they amplified into their lifestyle but it doesn't work for us you cannot eliminate one of the macronutrients which is the carbohydrate so yeah like you need to make sure that the uh, your sources are coming from scientifically proved uh, research or studies, and you need to be updated. And you know, nutrition is changing every now and then, and that's the that's the nature of the medical field. Mm-hmm. And it changes it changes every now and then. There are new studies, there are new new research. Um, so yeah, yeah, and I also think that. When you see lots of people agree on something, for example, you mentioned the keto diet, lots of people online, not even any influencers, you'd see people you know, they agree with the keto diet. But I think that it's important that even when you see research, research, you have to, you have to think that it's true and it works because you can't just go with whoever says it's right. You have to have an opinion of yourself regarding things that go into your body. So I think that's really important to say. And when we were speaking about diet culture, I remembered something. So I know a lot of, I see a lot of things online where people like kind of categorize food as good and bad, or do you know what I mean? Like they say, this food is good, this food is bad. So people start to build an unhealthy relationship because they can't, like whenever they eat something as simple as a mini chocolate bar, they think that it's bad. So they already go into very bad eating patterns and they their whole mindset regarding food is damaged because of this type of diet culture trend that happened that even advertisements they call food as good and bad which is something else that is messed up 
So because social media is that bad, I think it's really important that we find a balance and establish a healthy relationship with food and nutrition. So how do you think someone in this society nowadays can do? In, in order to, to establish a good relationship with food. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So going back to having a good relationship with food, you need to understand that having a good relationship with food, it's not something that you're going to achieve overnight, but rather it's something you you have to work on almost your entire life. Yani, imagine you're working uh, to fix your relationship with your friend or family member or any meaningful relationship in your life. You should do this exact same thing with your relationship with food, you have to work on it. You have to put effort into it. So in order to have a good relation with food, it involves having um, um, uh, unlimited uh, permission to eat whatever you want to eat without labeling food as good or bad. So to have this permission and not to, um, to have any kind of fat diets into your life and um, having a good relationship with it comes with practice and you have to put your effort into it you have to put it to work every day towards it and this comes with few tips like we can say that being mindful with your eating you need to um, to eliminate any distractions when you eat you need also um, uh, to to listen to your um, but your natural hunger cues. So remember when when we were kids, our parents used to tell us, "Yeah, you need to clean your plate. You need to finish uh, your food." That was like I don't I don't like to blame our parents, but like it was a wrong <laughs> thing to do. ولا Exactly. So this, when you grow older, it makes you lose the ability uh, to feel your hunger, to feel your uh, body natural hunger cues. You cannot uh, distinguish between hunger or uh, feeling satisfied. So um, you don't, this doesn't mean that uh, this is not fixable. It is fixable but you need to practice that. And this comes with um, um, not seeing food as good or bad. Uh, you have to eat whatever your body is craving with time and with practice. Eventually you will end up eating in moderation, Yani. Um, there is, I remember also there is one study that shows um, they took two kind. Uh, they took two groups. One of them was the uh, the group they were uh, restrictive dieters, and the other group is uh, non dieters. So the non dieters, they um, and both of them, they they were in separate rooms, and they gave them milkshake. And at the same time, they were <gasps> there was like I saw cooking. It. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> um, but they were like you no. Know, um, you should eat uh, whatever you want to eat. So the dieters, they, yeah, and when they uh, they had this chance of eating whatever they want to eat, they they end up overeating. 
On the other hand, the non-dieters, they stopped when they felt satisfied. So yeah, this shows that when you have a good relationship food and when you practice that, when you, you put your mind into it, eventually you're gonna, you're gonna reach there. Yeah, the study you showed me, it reminded me of another study I saw. It was an experiment. So they put two groups of people, people that are dieters and people who are not, and they gave them a milkshake. And what they did was they told them how much calories were in the milkshake. They told the dieters that it had more calories. Like they told them it's a 6,000 ca calorie milkshake. Actually, I think that's, I, I'm not sure if it's exactly 6,000. Maybe it's like 400 or something. Showed by that. And then the other one. <laughs> it could be actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. let's say whatever it was, but it was like a high number of calories that would be triggering to them. And then they told the non-dieters what was actually in this uh, in the milkshake, like let's say about, I don't know, like 200 or 400. And then they saw the results afterwards and the dieters, they felt extra full and they didn't eat afterwards because they thought the milkshake had more calories. But the people who don't diet, it was normal. They're like, oh, okay. They continued their day. Some of them, ate till they felt satisfied and most of them finished but it was funny to see the results how the dieters because they thought it had more calories they felt more full than the the other people that don't diet they they yeah. were like you know what I mean that was so funny to me and I also yeah, wanted and to yeah yeah and it's happened to me many times like because I know when to stop and when to eat I know how to uh, moderate that and how to regulate my appetite but it's not very easy actually to regulate your appetite it's really hard but you have to work on that because there we have something called hunger hormones and our hunger hormones cannot be controlled uh, overnight so you have to practice that and with practice eventually you will yeah. I also have a recommendation of my own that I'd like to share. So since we were talking about how social media affects it negatively, we can't neglect the fact that a lot of people heal through social media because as much as social media affects your relationship with food, a lot of people come out and they share their bad relationship and how they healed, which also helps us. So I think a really good way to heal your relationship is by rewiring your feet and following people that actually talk about positive relationship with food. So it's like a manifestation that you actually believe that you have it as well. And seeing lots of people who have a positive relationship kind of reflects on you and you start to want to be like them. And they show you tips and much more. So it can be experts or also people that have just healed. And I think that a very important thing to know is by recognizing that you have a negative relationship. So by knowing that you actually do have a, like, a problem with food, it might be even easier for you to work towards healing yourself because you have to rewire those eating behaviors or even exercising behaviors you have to find a way to find a balance between them I'm really happy we had this talk Sara I really enjoyed it like I'm actually I'm not joking I learned <laughs> so much from you like so much and I'm really happy that the viewers got to I'm know so a lot about nutrition and fitness as well I'm so glad Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you guys watched this episode and learned with us and grew with us and learned so many things about nutrition and fitness. I hope that you guys take a chance to reflect on your daily lives regarding those two topics and see if you actually 
do have a, a healthy relationship. And if you don't, that's completely fine. We gave you lots of tips to rewire your mindset regarding these. And I hope you guys learned a lot. Thank you so much, Noor.